Hey, ringers, you are listening to an older episode of the Put a Ring on It podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you're on a total binge and this is your 50th, thank you. You are already a ringer in our hearts. You'll hear more about ringers in future episodes. And you'll hear in season six that we launched a Patreon community for amazing ringers just like you. But because this is an older episode, you're not yet privy to that information. And we didn't want you to miss out, so please accept our invitation to join us at patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash P-A-R-O-I. Patreon is a membership platform that allows amazing listeners like you to support fun-loving creatives like us in a really big way. Yeah, you can become a supporter for as little as two bucks a month, and we've got some amazing benefits for you, like getting your questions answered, one-on-ones with Danielle and I, and a ton more. All are welcome, and we can't thank you enough for your support. Okay, now on to the show. Today's show is brought to you by Warby Parker. Get five pairs of glasses to try on in your own home for five days, for free, visit WarbyParkerTrial.com slash ring. This is the Put a Ring on It podcast. I'm Danielle Pasternak, wedding planner of DP Knack Weddings and fellow bride-to-be. And I'm Daniel Moyer, wedding photographer of Daniel Moyer Photography, husband, father, and I make the best scrambled eggs in the entire world. The Put a Ring on It podcast is for brides, grooms, and anyone involved in planning a wedding who wants the confidence to pull off an amazing wedding celebration with their most favorite people on the planet. Every other week, we share practical planning advice, insider tips, and behind-the-scenes stories from our own adventures in the wedding world. We pull back the veil and have honest conversations about real things, about stressful things, and about all the things that go into planning a wedding. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, everybody. It's Christmas. Yay. Almost. Almost Christmas. <laughs> Tomorrow. Yay. It's like the, the anticipation of Christmas is sometimes more fun than the actual Christmas, don't you think? Yeah. 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 Unless people are listening to this on Wednesday. Well, it's just, well, this is for all the people who are like traveling right now and, and all that stuff. Hopefully you're listening to us still thinking about Christmas and the wedding. And, and if you don't celebrate Christmas, that's cool too. We're glad you're listening. Yeah. And happy holidays and all that good stuff. Yep. But yep. Dan and I talked about it. We decided let's put this episode out a day early so that those that are traveling, like he said, can give it a listen and, yep. you know, get something good to talk about. Get a good conversation going in the car, on the plane, on the bike, whatever. Boat. Boat. Oh, oh, speaking of cool. speaking of speaking of, um, how does Jack Frost travel? Mm, how? <laughs> By icicle. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, right? Oh, we brought a dad joke back for season five. That was good. I <laughs> Actually, like that one. Rachel told me that one. Nice. That yeah, feels like a good, good Rachel right. one. I'm gonna have to share that with the family later. They'll get a kick out I of it. I love that one. one. Isn't that That's good? Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. we are, you know, we're, we're, we're gearing up for this wonderful holiday season. Um, hopefully everybody is um, excited and having a wonderful time. And we are just sending our love out to absolutely everybody. Um, this will be our last episode of 2018. And then we'll be back just the same as always in two weeks in 2019. And yep. we are getting ready to wrap up season five. So as always, Always. Well, I guess not as always. There's been a few years where we've skipped it, but we're going to end the season again with a and a episode. So I did put it out on live. Facebook. No, no not live. Dan, we are not ready for that. <laughs> Though if you guys want that, certainly let us know. That would be a lot of fun. If, if you guys would tune into that, I think Dan and I would would show up and do that. that Don't you think? You have to clean my office, though. Unless we I were don't just know. To, we'd probably have to do it together. Like I'd probably have to just come to your house or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And- I don't know how to do that with like, how do we record the audio for th- anyway, technical yeah. terms. Anyway, so we are doing a Q&A episode. Please send us your questions. We are compiling them now um, with those that have sent us them on Facebook and via email and even the ones I've gotten in um, on my Instagram direct messages, DMs. Is that? DMs. Oh, is, is that what DMs? DM stands for? Yeah. What did you I, think it stood for? I don't know. Somebody also said yesterday TBH and I was like, what's to that one? That's what I thought it was. T B B B B B B B B H. So we used to write on people's notebooks in like middle school, and I was like, 
Maybe that's what it is. I used to write pen 15 on everybody's stuff a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Very mature. I also did that thing where you put in 58008 on the calculator and then turn it upside down. (laughs) For those of us that are our age, y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. There was also the, what is it, 55378008, which is boobless. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> maximum amount of characters that you can put on yes. old school calculators. <laughs> or .1134 for the little hello. Anyway, Dan, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about why to print your pictures. Um this is actually kind of a great time because I'm uh, I, I get a lot of Christmas orders and people are saying, hey, we need prints. We want stocking stuffers and all these things. We want to be able to give uh, albums to our parents or whatever. And so I feel like it kind of goes along with this theme. Um, but there's still a lot of work to be done in this uh, for weddings specifically. Um, it seems that in the, the photography industry, some of the things that we always hear is print is dead. Nobody wants prints anymore. Everything is digital. You know, I'm just going to put it on my phone anyway. I don't need an album. We're never going to look at it. Um, and it's just it, – it, uh, so my goal for today is to just share a little bit about um, – why it's important to invest in an album and artwork and that kind of stuff. Uh, it's something that I am uh, highly passionate about, but I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. But I, I desperately don't want it to sound preachy, but I've definitely seen um, albums and artwork and things literally change my couple's lives. Right. And as with anything that we do on this podcast, Dan and I always try to bring our opinions and our experiences to this. The whole purpose of of why we do what we do is to share information and share knowledge and share what we know so that you can leave and make the best decision for you from all of this. So if you listen to this and it changes your mind on them, great. If not, no hard feelings and it's all cool. But this is something and this is actually something that Dan is passionate about and I am not. So this is I'm excited for this because Dan really has a great way of explaining stuff, and I'm excited to uh, potentially change my mind on it. Um, but the way I've I've sort of gone through Dan's notes here and the way he's going to break all this down, I'm really excited for. So if you're already listening to this going, yeah, not for me, I challenge you to sort of listen and keep an open mind and digest it and then make a decision from there because I think it's information worth hearing and I am very excited. So Dan, I think what, how do you want to start all of this? Um, So I want to go back and just say, um, let's put it this way. Years ago, iOmega drives were like everything inside of computers, right? Like I I think it's how you pronounce it. I, I Omega, um, like every computer had one of those. Um, 15 years ago, uh, I was burning CDs and that's how we stored everything. <laughs> Five years ago, I was sending DVDs to all my clients. Guess what? Turns out that DVDs lose their ability to be read um, after about five years. So like all that stuff that we thought was going to be around forever, not so much, not going to be around there. So that's an argument that I hear in the photography industry all the time that uh, we just want the files. We would be able to hold them onto them forever. And let's be honest, computers, the cloud, mobile devices, camera phones, all that kind of stuff are are making it easier than ever to snap our everyday lives and and throw them into cyberspace and hopefully save them or whatever and then stumble upon them in uh you know a year or five years or 10 years and share them again on facebook and say hey remember this uh awesome picture and then it, you know floats off into cyberspace again um but the, we're not talking about those kind of photos, are we? We're not talking about like a quick little snap. We're talking not talking about a selfie or whatever. These are wedding photographs or they're family photographs. Uh, so I'll, I want to come at it from that perspective and talk about like special moments in your life and and why and how to um, save those. Does that make sense? Very much. So so like I said, these. These are not just like snaps or or whatever. These are, you know, maybe more special photographs, engagement pictures, wedding pictures. They're um, they're a one of a kind record document of this time of your life. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So here's the thing. Um, Before you know it, after the wedding this thing that you planned for years for that you've thought about that you've done all these things for. begins to slowly fade from memory. And 
and worse is that if if you just have digital files of it uh, the technology is constantly changing and it's becoming unreliable and that technology is becoming obsolete so if you have a photograph from a hundred years ago there are many many photographs from a hundred years ago right um you know daguerreotypes and all these things last forever um do you have files from 20 years ago that you like if you think of a picture like it's like all right like uh, i'm gonna go get this picture i'm gonna I, I need to grab it and look it up or whatever it's like most of us don't 100%, or yeah. do, like what about the last phone that you had i don't <laughs> have I, I think maybe they're in a folder somewhere on my server like you know but but there are like I said, there are many, many photographs in our family that are 20, 30, 50, 60, 100 years old. So what happens in 100 years if only if the only memories that we have are digital? Is anybody going to be able to look at the, the, them and see them and uh, give a testament to like how amazing these people were in the photographs? Nobody, mm -hmm. because it's constantly changing. Things are constantly moving and the technology we have is becoming obsolete. Think about what's an A-track. <laughs> you know, people who are 20 years old are like, what? I don't know what that is. Right. Um, or cassette tapes or any of those things. CDs are completely almost gone now because it's all about, you know, digital downloads and whatever. Um, <laughs> Dan, do you remember when uh, so when I was little, I used to take the bus to school. I used to have my little CD player with me that yeah, I would listen too. to music. Right. And do you remember how like every little bump the bus hit would make the CD skip? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they <sighs> came out with like anti skip technology and you were like, yes, and it still skipped. Nice. But you felt a little bit better about it. Now oh, think about it. CD keeps skipping. No, oh, it was the worst. And and then like you graduated into making your own, like burning your own CDs with your own music, yeah. and like oh, it was. I had some interesting mixes of rap and Disney theme songs. That was my like morning jams. Yeah, it was that really funny. Uh, in my attempts to woo and court Rachel when we were first, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, hanging out and stuff, I made her probably six or seven different mix cds um <laughs> uh and that was like you know that was 10 years ago now i guess um yeah 10 years ago wow yeah um, in one way that feels like forever ago and also yesterday at the same time yeah. and and to your point to see how much technology has changed even in the last 10 years that you think now well gosh where can they go from like mp3 files and just having like a billion songs <clears throat> on your phone or your ipod or whatever that definitely doesn't skip um where how could it possibly get better than that? But the truth is, it's if if we continue on this trajectory, it's going to change inevitably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully for the better, <laughs> not for yeah. the worse. But it's very true all that you're saying. So it was it was really hard to actually make a mix CD about a year ago for Rachel. Um, I was like, I had to go out and like, I couldn't just buy one CD. I had to buy like a giant stack. And I was like, <laughs> what am I going to do with this giant stack of CDs? I'm going to make one CD. Um, but I mean, she still loved it. And she like, so she listens to them all the time. Um, and anyway, um, that's so funny. I don't even have a CD drive on my computer. Like if I wanted to, car. yeah, but I, don't, I, but I was just saying like to even make one, yeah. I don't even know how I would now without buying a whole separate set of equipment. Yep. Thanks, yeah. Apple. It's crazy. So that the point of the point where I guess we're you know we got off on mm -hmm. a tangent, but the point I'm trying to make is that technology is constantly changing. So people always say like, oh, even the cloud or whatever. It's like, what happens if in 30 years from now you try to pull the wedding pictures down from the cloud, and it's like, oh, I changed my email address twice since then, and the card that was being that was paying for the cloud expired two years ago or whatever. I don't know. It's like all of a sudden now the pictures you want to download gone. Right. Or think of it in the same sense if you have, you know, your photos are on Facebook or whatever. Uh, yep. What if all your photos were on MySpace? <laughs> right? Whoops. Like, what, yeah. what, what, are, you, what are you going to do? Ooh, even older. I was never on that. I wasn't. I, was I missed that. that boat, of course. He's <laughs> such oh. a cool kid. But it's just, it's just one of things are just changing. And I think there are, are, there's certain things you can do, and we're not saying print is the only way to go, and that's not what Dan's saying either, but it's just important to think about all of these different things that when you go, yeah, but you know what, I'm going to throw up on a Facebook album, and that way everybody can share it. Yeah, that's great, but there's yeah. more to it. Yeah, so so this uh, this episode and, and a, a major change in my business 
well, I shouldn't say this episode, uh, a major change in my business happened over the last couple of years. And that ultimately influenced my uh, influenced this episode. Um, and it really came from me interviewing and contacting a bunch of my past couples and saying, hey, what did you guys do with your pictures? You know, because like, in the beginning for the first couple of years, I was just like giving out the files and moving on. Right. Like you just you just get it done and move on. That's what everybody does. Um, and the amount of couples who hadn't done a single thing, maybe one or two four by sixes uh, in the years after the wedding. And you know why? It's because they were just so overwhelmed and life got back in the swing of things. Um, like I said before, like after the wedding, life just gets back in the way. And and before you know it, like the last thing on your mind is going through 800 pictures or a thousand pictures or, or more sometimes to to pick out ones for four by sixes, let alone make an album. Right. So. So I, the biggest change that I made is that I, every one of my couples gets an album with very few exceptions. And I feel like I'm not doing my job unless they get an album. And, um, that has become a service that like my couples enjoy because I take that, uh, that I wouldn't say burden, but like I take that away from them because the albums that I get in will last. I have an awesome little album company down in Texas, um, handmade albums, like, you know, small operations, just a couple, a couple of people, um, uh, 100 years in standard home storage, 200 years in the box. And that's wow. before they will start to like crumble and fade and whatever. They'll still be good, but it's like, like it, it's way different and more, uh, more durable and everything than like a standard consumer model that you would get. Um, so, all right. Full disclosure is that Rachel and I have been married for five years this coming June. And I just placed the order for our album. Think about that for a second. I'm Dude. I'm a photographer. I'm a photographer. I have right. access to all the things. Um, I I can you know create the album and send it out and and it's good to go. And it still took me five years. I mean, partly it was because I'm super anal and uh and I you know it was difficult to pick the pictures and put the design together and all those things. But it it, it still just takes a while. Like the wedding slowly fades from memory. It just becomes less of a priority. It is all encompassing for that two years or whatever leading up to it. But then afterwards you get babies and a house and house projects and friends weddings. And like the last thing that happens is you just don't think about printing your pictures. Like I said, even for me, um, and I'll tell you, it sometimes it's it's like fighting tooth and nail to get my couples to um, to do their album, even though there's already one in their package. Um, and now I've like tried to take steps to minimize that. But anyway, um, so the way that it was back in the day is that like when you when our parents and grandparents took pictures, the finished product was a print. If they took um, five rolls of film on summer vacation. They either had 120 or 180 prints, depending on if they had 25 or 24 <laughs> uh, exposures or 36 exposures on on a, you know on film. So multiply that over years and years and years, and you've got these boxes and boxes of prints. Did you have that kind of stuff? hundred percent. There is yeah. still a box that lives under my mom's bed, full of printed photos, because she would right. carry her fanny pack with the camera in it. Yeah. You know, on any little event that we went on and and she would she would be really good at she well she would like save up the rolls and then take them to cvs or whatever yep. and get them printed granted they're not like super high quality anything but you know yeah. it's just family vacations and 100 percent. and those photos are all still underneath that bed still yeah and they're day. like they're they're awesome ones they're good ones mm -hmm. they're bad ones they're they're just there like right but like yeah the the print was the thing it was the finished product. Like you couldn't, you couldn't do that. You you couldn't get them any other way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's my argument now is that the digital file is not the finished product. It's just the negative still. It's just right. like the thing that comes out of the camera that's like waiting to have something done with it. You know, it's like it's it's just it's the thing that is waiting to be passed down from generation. Um, and like I said before, like how many files do we have on our computer from our last phone or whatever? Um, you know, my guess is that not very many people have that. So if, if, if we don't have these pictures to be like loved and touched and, and passed on or something that's displayed on your wall for you to, you know, walk by every day and say like, yeah, yeah, my life's pretty good, you know, or whatever. Um, you know, these are the things, these are the tangles that are supposed to be passed down from generation to generation. Does that make sense? 100%.
So with that, Dan, if I think back to my grandparents, there is one photo that sticks out to me. Um, and they may mm. have more, but there, there's really one photo that's been, you know, um, visual in in my life growing up. And that's just a very, like, posed photo of them. And I think yeah. there's a difference between what our parents' and grandparents' photos looked like and what they received, yeah. even in even in you know, 20 years ago photos. Um, I think of when my sister got married in 99. It was a much different process than what couples are experiencing now, where like you said, they're getting yeah. like 500, 800,000 plus photos to sort of yep. go through. So I maybe is that part of the shift of why we're seeing less couples go the route of creating an album and doing all that when they just have all these photos and they're like, oh, yeah. I don't know where to start. Right, right. Um well, convenience has always won out over the last, you know, 100, 200 years in photography. You know, yeah. wet plates started out as like the thing. And then that gave way to, um, you know, big sheet film, which gave way to, uh, you know, uh, 120 roll film, which gave way to 35 millimeter, which gave way to digital cameras, which gave way to phones. And it's like all these things, one right after the other. And with that, like, like that original process, wet plate colloidian or like any of the large prints, it was like you take one picture and it takes you like 30 minutes to set up this one picture because the process was so much you know and then you like move on and it's like that one picture went the next the next um evolution of that was uh you know 120 film which you have like 10 or or 12 uh prints on one roll then you've got 24 or 36 on 35 millimeter now you have a digital camera or a phone that's unlimited like essentially with your phone, you can just keep snapping pictures and upload them mm -hmm. to the cloud. They're just going, 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 going. But just because we're consuming doesn't mean that we we shouldn't stop to smell the roses. You know, so if a couple gets 800 pictures, what I always say to them is like, start at the ones you can't live without. Right. Like when you like uh, like my favorite exercise is like, all right, like it's a year after your wedding. Close your eyes for a second and just just think about all the pictures that you've seen in your wedding collection. You looked at it, you know, a couple times now. What are the ones that like float to the top? Even even like even like a month after the wedding um, or after the couples like receive their pictures, I'll say, you know, think about this. Like we're about to do their their wedding album, getting them back into the zones. Like think about that one picture that that like says it all for you. What is that picture for you? It's like that's the one picture. Mm -hmm. You know, like that, that. And then like from there, they'll start saying like, oh, well, yeah, there's like there's also this really other silly one of my uncle or my Bob or whatever. Like I'm a match face as I was walking down the aisle. And it's like so while there's back in the day, it, it took so much to to take pictures. So it, it just wasn't as flexible as now. So all the pictures that my parents have, they had like 200 pictures, um, you know, it's all film. And mm -hmm. they had prints as well. They just had all these, uh, you know, four by six proofs that the photographer gave them. And then they picked out ones from that for their album, about 40 pictures in the album. And, you know, now um, everything is called photojournalistic, where you're shooting everything that happens on the day. And then you're capturing the story rather than it, it just being like snaps of these silly pictures of like the groomsmen, like looking at their watches, biting mm -hmm. their thumbs and like silly things like that. So now it's like it's real moments. So there's a natural progression to, to it to be capturing more. But I don't right. think that that having a thousand pictures is a bad thing. It just means you no. have to figure out like how to go through them. And I think that's where that's where I really excel because I can look at it objectively. And if I know my couple well enough, we can work together and create an album that's like the ultimate representation of their day. Right. You know, and then for be able to, them to be able to say like, and we're going to get into this in a little bit, so maybe I won't talk about it now, but like what that album will mean to them um, and who it's for and, and when it's for them um, and what it's going to say to them in the years to come, what it's going to say to their children in years to come, things like that. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something to consider that that you know it's almost like an analysis by paralysis thing like i said right. with all my past couples they've got a thousand pictures that they've got to look through it's like where do they start they love them all or you know it's like how do i print choose just a hundred of these um then when you have somebody like me or somebody like your photographer work through it with you um that's when things can get a little bit easier you were um, we worked on a project um, a few weeks ago, not related to this, but we were working on something and we, we had to sort of figure out things we liked, things we didn't like. And you said something mm -hmm. that stuck with me. Um, we I had suggested um, we were trying to take away the things we didn't like. 
I think is, yep. is I said, like, take away your least favorite ideas from this puzzle. Um, and you said, no, 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 pull out your favorites. And I was like, oh. And you said, like, call in. You'll, yeah, yeah, call in, um, which which stuck with me. And I maybe that would be helpful for couples, too, is don't try and say, oh, well, I don't want this photo. Or I don't want, like, yeah. start with the ones you, like Dan said, the ones that rise to the top. Um, because though my thought would be like, yeah, but it'd be easier to pull them out. I actually maybe disagree with that because I think it's easier to just go to the ones that are pulling you. And then, you know, once you've got your core, then, you know, go back and see which ones are still grabbing you. Um, But I think that's a little bit easier to do it that way. Um, But yeah, okay. Even when when I'm creating like a blog post or like any of those kind of things, like I'll get it down to like, I try to put 40 pictures on the blog post. Like that's Mm. it, 40 to 50 pictures done. Um, But sometimes I'll I'll go through a wedding of a thousand pictures or 800 pictures and say like, wow, how like, I'll go through once and pick a hundred pictures. Then I try to narrow it down a little bit, narrow it down a little bit. And at a certain point I'm at 80 pictures. Like what am I supposed to do? And I'll, take all the tags away and just like what are the ones I can't live without what are the ones that that rise above that talk of like what is this couple's wedding day about and it's like that one yes that one absolutely that one absolutely and all of a sudden before you know it just going through that one time and culling in rather than trying to narrow down all of a sudden I'm at 40 pictures awesome. I don't know what there's got to be some psychological reason behind it or something but I'll tell you culling in like favorite ones always mm-hmm. starting with favorites every time see yeah. That's far above our pay grade as far as the to the <laughs> psychology behind it. All right, well let's let's take a break. I'm excited to hear more when we get back. We're going to talk about some like why you really need this. We're going to really um, we're going to really dig into that, which I'm very excited for. So we'll be back. Today's episode is sponsored by Warby Parker. Warby Parker makes buying glasses online easy and risk-free with glasses starting at just 95 bucks. Their home try-on program allows you to order five pairs of glasses shipped straight to your home so you can try them out for like five days. After five days are up, you can easily send them back using the prepaid returning shipping label with no obligation to purchase. You you did this, right, Danielle? I did. So when I did my trial, I actually wore them around for most of the day. I got a feel for their comfort and how they looked, and I was able to snag the opinions of the people that I saw throughout the day, including the, my friends on social media. And funny enough, most of the people um, picked the glasses that were probably the least comfortable to wear on my face because I have a big head. So I was able to get a feel for them. Otherwise, I would have, if I just went off of looks alone, I would be absolutely regretting my decision today. So yeah, I was happy I got to, uh, you know, with, when you have them for the five days, you get to feel them out. So that was cool. Yeah. I remember you posting the pictures and people voting on them and stuff. That was really funny. Yeah. Um, so, so when you place an order for glasses that you like with your prescription, Warby Parker gets started on them right away. So you have them crazy fast, like in a week and a half, if not sooner. Yeah. And since we know that as a listener of this podcast, you have a pretty big heart. Aww. For every pair of glasses <laughs> sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need, which is really awesome, you guys. So to order your free home try-ons today, head to warbyparkertrial.com slash ring. Seriously, Warby Parker makes your experience completely risk and stress free with free shipping all around. Visit warbyparkertrial.com slash ring to get started. Now back to the show. Okay, we are back. And actually, a quick aside before we jump back into this episode, because, yeah, because we just had that, like, lovely um, sponsor from Warby Parker, and we recorded that ad, obviously, a little bit ago. And since then, I've actually gotten new glasses, and I put it out on Facebook and Instagram and all this stuff, and we actually had some listeners that were voting as to which ones I should pick. And I picked, I don't know if anybody remembers, but I picked number three. I think it was... Yeah, I was really excited about it because they just, it came down to uh, two different ones and one just fit so freaking well on my face. And I kept going back to it saying like, these are just really comfortable. And they've came in, they literally, um, I don't want to say this as, as like, this is what to expect. But for me, I ordered them on a Monday and I had them by Thursday. So I don't know how that was even possible, but they, it did not take a week and a half. It took only a few days. So I'm really excited about it. Very cool. Thanks. Oh, exciting. Yeah. How come you're not wearing them right now? Because I got my contacts in. I don't wear my glasses 
frequently. I'm, I'm, I'm mostly in, in contacts, but, um, but after six years or so, I think is how long my other, how old my other glasses were. So time for an update on these ones. I'm excited. Nice. All right. So uh, okay, we so- were talking about uh, albums and prints and all this stuff. And we're going to dive down into a little bit of the like why you need this. And then um, some practical advice after that, too. Yeah, some practical advice because that's what we do. So, Dan. Do. Yeah, so it's been it's been like a bunch of kind of emotional things first. But what were you going to say? Sorry, I feel like you. Oh, I was going to say take it away. Oh, sweet. Thank you. Uh, so I feel like there's there's a lot of emotion to this. I think there's a lot of emotion to pictures in general. But um, it, it, one of the objections that I, I, I have heard when I talk to other people uh, or other photographers that they their clients tell them, oh, I'm never going to look at it. And uh, I, I got that objection before. Like people just think like, ah, I'm just I'm just not going to look at it. You know, after the wedding, whatever, it's just going to sit on a shelf or whatever. Um, and maybe that's true, I think, for the first couple years. Um, but I'm willing to bet that in 30 years, if the opportunity to print your pictures is long gone because the technology changes so much um, for this or that, that you would give anything to be able to sit down and reminisce and look at your photos if you didn't have them printed. And that was taken away from you. Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. I think of um, when when you talk about this, I'm actually thinking about we bought our house about three years ago. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. About wow. two years ago. Wow. <laughs> Just saying that out loud. When we bought the house, it was not at all the house we necessarily wanted. We knew we had to do a lot of work. So the first month of, of owning the house, we did a lot of renovations ourselves. And um, it was a lot of crying and a lot of frustration and a lot of very, very long days in trying to get a house ready, as well as pack up another house and move. And throughout the process, um, my wonderful fiance, Mike, (laughs) took photos and he documented the process. And the whole time I was like, oh, I just want to get this done, whatever. Stop taking photos. Like, like, let's just get it done. And I recently stumbled and he put put it up on a Tumblr. And I recently stumbled across it and was just looking at these old photos, uh, old, relatively speaking, of our house. And what it used to look like and looking at what it looks like now. And I was so, it was such a flashback. But in that moment, I wouldn't want to look at those pictures. I don't care. It looks like this now, whatever. Um, yeah. It's a mess. Ugh, I don't want to deal with it. But now, now that the time has passed and I have much more pleasant memories attached to the whole renovation process and it's not as, as negatively yeah. emotional for me, it's so nice to look at them. Um, but it's, it's only because time has passed that it's really nice yeah. to look at these photos now. So um, though I can't speak to the wedding photo part of it yet, um, I can speak to that. So that's my experience with it. Yeah, there's, as I talk with, you know, these couples who, you know, I've been doing this for about 10 years now. And as I talk with couples from five, six, seven years ago, and they, they're all honest with me. They say like, yeah, you know, we didn't look at it for the first couple of years. But now that the wedding has started to kind of fade from memory five or six, seven years later, they're looking at their wedding album saying like, oh, my gosh, remember this? Remember that? Or remember when, uh, you know, Jimmy did the worm uh, on the dance floor and Sonia was there with her and her dress flew up over her head. It's like all these things that you kind of forget. Right. And that leads me to my secret about albums is that your wedding album and the photographs from your wedding are not for you right now. Your photographs are for you in 10 years or 20 years or 30 years or 50 years. And they, they're they're for your kids in, in 20 or 30 or 50 years when before your wedding or before their wedding, you can sit down with them and say, yeah, dad still does look at me like that. Or maybe they are for you in 50 years. And and you can say when you're 80 years old and uh, decrepit and you have this amazing life behind you and you can look at where it all started and you can say, Thank you for sticking with me for through all this time. Right? Like that's the power that's in this thing. And again, I'm I'm willing to bet that like, yeah, if you're thinking about it logically, yeah, you know, it's an investment, right? Like you gotta pay for the mortgage, you gotta pay for daycare, you gotta pay for a new car, you gotta pay for all this stuff, you gotta climb the ladder. And I'm willing to bet that you would give all the days from right now until 30 years later, when all you had was those digital files. And you'd give anything to come right back to right now and say, damn it, why didn't I just print some? Mm -hmm. Because I'm telling you it happens. I'm still getting orders eight years later from people saying we need to print our pictures. It happens. It's just a normal thing. Like I get it. Once the wedding's over, you just get back into the swing of things. And that's okay. Um, There's there's this quote from a movie called One Hour Photo, and I love it. If you ever if you ever seen uh, this movie, Robin Williams in it, and he plays this kind of creepy uh, uh, 
character. He's a photo technician at a, you know, a one hour photo place. And he has this quote. If you've ever seen the movie, you know, it, it's creepy, but um, the quote still stands <laughs> as something really sweet. He says, I'm sure my customers never think about it, but these snapshots are their little stands against the flow of time. The shutter is clicked, the flash goes off, and they've stopped time just for the blink of an eye. And if these pictures have anything important to say to future generations, it's this. I was here. I existed. I was young. I was happy. And someone cared enough about me in this world to take my picture. I love that. That's super adorable. It's super, it adorable. super adorable, and I love it. Um, so I know it's like a little bit mushy and gushy, but it's like, like I said, I, I'm just on. I have a different perspective on this because I've seen it change people's lives and marriages, and people just being able to reminisce. And that's one of the strengths about photography is like, as you look at these photographs five, six, ten years later, or thirty years later, or fifty years later, photograph photographs have a have this ability for you to remember something maybe better than it was because it's an accurate record but it's just that one little snapshot you you might what happened before and what happened after kind of probably fades away but it'll jog your memory and say like wow remember this or that and it just leads you on this little path right um and when it's not you looking at the photographs there's so many questions that whole you know photograph is worth a thousand words that kind of thing um you know look at pictures of your grandparents or whatever maybe maybe it's them standing in front of their house it's like wow look at that house or uh you know uh, what was the story of them buying that house look at the car they had or it's like all these like just silly questions that you can ask and it just leads you down this path of wow my grandparents or my parents were cool at one time look at how hot (laughs) they were you were just you were just talking about a photo experience that you had that you wished that your like grandparents Mm -hmm. had or your parents had just to see you know these like uh, empowered, amazing women from back at this time that made you feel empowered from this photo shoot, right? Can you talk right. a little bit about that for a yeah. second? Yeah, so uh, years and years and years ago, it was 2012, I um, I opted to do a boudoir session, which if you're not familiar, is this um, sort of like sensual, sexy, um, you, you're, you're not totally dressed i mean you could you could be as clothed or unclothed really as you're comfortable and i did it because a photographer friend of mine said she needed um somebody to try it out on and see how it worked and i was happy to be the um the dummy if you will and it was a time that um almost within a month afterward i had to get uh, surgery on to get my gallbladder removed a month after that I had to get kidney stones removed so i'm now left with a little bit of scars so it was a uh, kind of a time in my life where I look back on and I'm so happy that I sort of have that body memorized, not memorized, but like <laughs> memorialized in a way that's very tasteful and very, um, I have no problem showing it to most people except for maybe one photo. Um, but all of them I'm, I'm really proud of and I love and I I feel so good when I look at them. And yeah. in a not creepy way, I wish I had photos like that of my mom or my grandma um, just in that in that moment where you just feel great in your skin and you feel like Dan said empowered and just you know just free and beautiful you know yeah, with, with, every, yeah. with every like with every curve or weird whatever um it, it is what it is but just this like beautiful moment and um yeah, I think it's very cool. I should get prints of those and stick them all up over my house. <laughs> yeah. That's what this episode is telling <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, just think about, like, what, how awesome it would be to see, like, like a, a pinup version of your grandmother right. or whatever, like, like something, right. like, similar to boudoir, but but from that time period or whatever. Like, right. like how, how amazing would that be to be like, wow, look at, look at my grandmother when she was in her right. prime or whatever, and she's just, like... You know? Even if like, so you and I, Dan, have talked about this before. I, I don't even know if we've talked about it on the podcast or if we've just talked about it privately, but you and I are different in how we view photos. You, yeah. when you go into your house, you have so many photos. Fo- excuse me, photos and, and things up over all of your walls. In my house, we really don't have that. It's I, A, I don't have that many walls to hang photos on. <laughs> right. uh, talk about that renovation. We knocked most of the dang walls down. Um, <laughs> but I don't, and I, I've never sort of, craved that um but in hearing you talk i do love going home to my parents house and looking through their albums um and i'm thinking in in listening you to you say all this i need to start being a little bit better about getting some of the memories and stuff off of my phone and somehow finding a way to get them into albums now these are moments that are would be more for just us 
more short term in saying that they don't need to last 200 and some years. But I think I need to be better at at finding a way to to sort of preserve these memories a little bit further than just sticking them into the cloud, because I have a great backup system and and all that. But um, I I um, I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of research on that later today. So, but so on that note, I guess let's dive into uh, some like practical things because in hearing this, my head is spinning, and I don't even have yeah. wedding photos taken. So my head is spinning <laughs> on all this stuff. Um, but I think it's also going. I'm sort of like blinking dollar signs, going, "Ooh, that could be really expensive." Yeah. Um, yeah. So, w- what's some good advice, or where should we where should we sort of start with all of this? That's a good question. Number one, I think, is budgeting for it. Let's just talk about that for a second, right? Like, right. If, if you think about it as like another wedding expense, like, yeah, my wedding album is going to be a thousand bucks or two thousand bucks or which whatever. guys, that's like, that's not uncommon. Dan's not throwing out nope. these like super crazy numbers. Um, yeah. I just just so that nobody has sticker shock, I wouldn't have expected that. Um, but prior yeah. to getting into this industry, and I think a lot of couples express that to me as well, like, holy crap, uh, yeah. why does this cost so much? Um, especially when you see companies like Shutterfly and the like that just have these very inexpensive, cheap, al- not alternatives, but... Um, it's an alternative, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's there. It's not like comparable, to, uh, but it's yeah. it's an alternative option to go. So just to give you that little side note, yeah. that's those are yeah. extreme numbers. So it is worth yes. budgeting. It is. It definitely is worth budgeting. And you know what? Like I'm, I'm definitely going to promote, you know, other photographers and, and the photographers uh, connections that they have with their labs, because any, there are many labs that work with just photographers and most photographers work with those labs because they, they create artwork and products that, um, last that that are, are on a different level than just like a consumer market they're touched by human they're edited by human they're assembled by human versus like a lot of the you know shutterfly and stuff it is like churned as much as possible right like right. it's it's spit out of a printer it's not color checked it's not hand edited it's not quality checked it's you know, any of that kind of stuff it's not hand sewn you know there, there's all these processes that are skipped over to to make the print as quick as possible and get it back to you in you know a very short period of time. Yeah, and um, as cheap as possible too. That's, that's and as cheap as possible, right? Quantity over quality. Right, but you right. know what? In all in all honesty, sometimes if that's all you can get, do it. You know, like I, like don't get me wrong. I'm definitely going to say like support the photographers, support small businesses, whatever. Um, you but get what like you sometimes pay for too. You get what you pay for, yes. But sometimes I just need the thing. You know, like I just, I just need the thing. I want it there. And you know what? Uh, me seeing there long enough, if it starts to fall apart and you do have the digital files or hopefully your photographer's still <laughs> in business in five, 10 years or whatever, you go back to them and say, I'm ready for the real album. I save up for it or whatever that is. Awesome. Um, so if you can't budget for it or your budget's already maxed out, that's probably the next thing. Right. Um, all right. So let me, let me dive into a couple of things that I think you should get. Um, I think it goes without saying that that I, I believe that you are are worth more. Your your relationship and and your marriage is worth more than just um, a, a cold USB drive thrown in a desktop gesture somewhere to wither away and become obsolete and fade. Um, there are too many businesses out there that are just willing to. St- Get your money as quick as possible, make a quick buck off of you, and then move you out the door as quick as possible. Um, and I, I think that your 80-year-old selves are, uh, are too, uh, are worth more than that. The generations that follow you are worth more than that. And the albums that your photographer can create will far exceed um, the expectations uh, and the albums you can buy from a, a consumer lab that you can just like go out there and buy online. Um, my album company, I think I've mentioned this before in this podcast, is based right here in the United States. They're a small business too. They're right in Texas um, and their albums last for 100 years regularly, 200 years in standard home storage. Um, so crazy. It's like just, yeah. Um, okay, so here's here's the bare minimum. Um, if you do engagement pictures, I'm going to assume that you do engagement pictures. So here's the bare minimum that I believe that every every couple should have. And that is one photograph, one piece of artwork to ha- display on your wall from your engagement session. Um, and then one 
uh, an album from your wedding. Because I think the album has really lends itself well to the wedding day, especially because of how the wedding day is documented now. There's a story that unfolds on the wedding day. There's lots of pictures. There's lots of people that are there. Um, and then you want to remember some of those people. Nobody at your wedding is going to be around forever. So, you know, so like we like to think that they're going to be around for 20, 30, 40 more years. Sometimes they're not around for more than a couple of months. And it's... um that's the gift of of having an album to be able to say like look at how awesome we looked look at how amazing um our ceremony was that we got to uh commit ourselves to all these people in front of our our families and then and then look at the party we had or look at the the lovely gathering that we had afterwards look at how uh the smiling photograph of my grandfather or like and all those things like and they're all there in this one nice neat little package that says like this is the story of of a very happy day in our lives and the official start of our lives together you know whatever you want to call it um there's there's also a romance to like snuggling up on the couch and and flipping through your album and like like touching it and feeling it feeling the weight of the album on your legs versus having to press next on your computer slamming down that next button a thousand times you know what i mean mm-hmm. um By far, I think, and I'm not trying to downplay the importance of the wedding here, um, but I think the most important thing I suggest any couple do is have one photograph printed as a piece of artwork displayed somewhere in their home that they see every day from their engagement session. And the reason why is like, I, I found more couples are willing to put the photographs from their engagement session on their wall than their wedding album or than their wedding photos because because it's them right yeah right? it's like less it's, of the the formal aspect it's a little yeah, the often more casual them. right yeah it's, it's yeah, a little it's, more comfortable probably. yeah it's like it's it's the two of them in a place they like with the person they love most doing something that they like in their in their own clothes right like it's them you know like the photograph that I, i'm sitting here looking at it out of my office and it's a <laughs> picture of rachel and i on the beach in seaside heights uh before the the uh the roller coaster fell in the ocean and all that stuff from hurricane sandy and everything it's like we love the beach you know we're like slightly dressed up we had a a a great time it's like that picture is a 24 by 36 inch canvas that hangs directly (laughs) above our couch and i'll tell you what marriage is is hard it it takes a lot of work and it, it's constant work and decisions to say i love you and i choose you and i'm going to stick with you through it you know rachel and i have um have our favorite engagement photo displayed as a a canvas above our uh, our couch and and when life tries to derail you as sometimes it does for us what a gift it is to be able to see that artwork on your wall and literally see i love you displayed on your wall forever that's the true gift of of artwork on your walls and it doesn't have to be tons just that one that like makes you feel something you know like i just the the most common uh, package that people buy from me um, for their engagement session is a uh, a small engagement session album, one uh, medium sized piece of artwork, usually about thirty inches on the long end, um, five gift prints, and they're saved the dates. And and every single time from their engagement picture, it's often the one where they look most connected. It's like the one that like the one that like hits them most. That's the one they end up displaying on their wall because if it's going to be something that's going to be there for a long time. It's got to remind you of how how good you have it. A hundred percent, Dan. I'm I'm very much with you, and I love that you've shared all this. And thank you for sharing all of this. Um, because, like I said earlier, my wheels are now turning. Um, is there? Um, obviously, there's an option that couples will go through, and ideally, they are going through their photographer to mm-hmm. to get these things done and, and work with a professional to make this happen. Is there are there other alternatives that you recommend above others, or where where do couples even start with some of this? That's a that's a good question. Um, what I'd say is it, it, the con- there's a consumer version of of the professional lab out there, um, and it's called M Pix P I X. That's uh, M is in Monday Pix P I X Mpix.com, um, and they're a consumer version of of one of my professional labs. Uh, they're really awesome. They've got like some great quality items. Um, but here's my ultimate 
uh, ultimate advice for anybody who's saying like, you know, like, where do I go? What do I get? I would always say, uh, if, if it's something you're going to display on your wall or something that holds a lot of uh, importance, like a like an official wedding album or something like that, do your best to go through your photographer. Uh, like I, I know sometimes it's expensive, um, but it's it's an investment. You know, like some people are totally fine with paying two thousand dollars for a TV. I don't and a TV lasts maybe five to seven years or some people are worth, you know, OK with paying two thousand dollars for a new laptop or whatever. Same thing with a wedding album, except it's going to last you a whole lot longer and bring you much more lasting joy. So with that said, you know, if it's something you're going to display on your wall or an album or something, go with, uh, do your best to go with your photographer. If it's four by sixes or five by sevens or whatever, um, gift prints, things like that, a Shutterfly or, you know, a, a Target or a CVS or whatever for just some, some simple little prints, that's fine. Or that MPix website, that's awesome. Um, you know, but, uh, uh, I think that's probably the best options that I can, you know, give to people. What do you think? Awesome. No, I think that's, I think that's great. Um, I certainly have no idea. I would have just started Googling, but I know that you have the, uh, the insider knowledge that, um, that helps sort of steer people in the right direction. So I'll definitely link to that mpix.com in today's show notes. And yeah. Yeah. Mpix is what I tell my couples to do when I hand them their USB drive. I'm like, if you're going to print pictures and send them to people and your thank you cards and that kind of thing, use this place. They're really quick. They have um, really nice quality. They last a while. It's printed on professional equipment. Um, it's it's awesome. So, um, yeah, that's what I tell my couples. And I feel like this is a lot of whole like word vomiting for me. And I hope people um, enjoyed it. And I'd be curious to hear what you guys have to think about it. Seriously. Definitely. I, you, I, I can't say you changed my mind entirely, but you've definitely got my wheels turning. No, no, it's, it, you made really great points. So I'm excited. Thank you. Thanks, yeah, Dan. It's all good. I don't have the right uh, perspective on everything, but it's just, it's a perspective that I take and I love to share with people. And, you know, even if you get one pr- picture printed from this, uh, mm-hmm. from your wedding or whatever, that hopefully makes it through the generation somehow, mm-hmm. then I consider this a success. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Woo. Merry Christmas. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Put a Ring on a Podcast. We love you. And if you haven't yet, please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps us out so much, you guys. You can find the show notes for today's episode at putaringonapodcast.com. Oh, and don't forget, um, connect with us on all of the socials. Yep, I am at DPNAC, D-P-N-A-K, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. And I'm at Daniel Moyer Photo on Instagram and Daniel Moyer Photography on Facebook and Pinterest. And remember, you can always send us your questions on our website or on the Put a Ring on It podcast Facebook page. We really do our best to answer every single one we get, and we might even include yours in an upcoming episode. Finally, know that you are awesome. And no matter what, remember that your wedding is going to kick butt. Yeah, it is. Bye, guys. Bye.